Hey, welcome to the Malaysian Man Cave Show. This is Usama Azlan and you're listening to my podcast on creating my dream man cave where I'll talk about home theater, hi-fi, gaming, gadgets and more. First, I would like to thank everyone who listened to my first episode last week. Honestly, I didn't expect anyone to be listening. I thought I would be talking to the void. And the fact that some of you even reached out and commented and left um, advice, uh, it's so gratifying. I'm so grateful to you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, today is a very special episode, although it's just the second one. Today, I will be joined by uh, a co-host. Hopefully, he'll, he'll agree to be a co-host. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, let me introduce you to my good friend, valued friend, the host of the Malaysian Bercakap American podcast, Mr. MBA himself, Sheh Azrai, a.k.a. Ray. Hey, welcome, buddy. Welcome, Ray. Thank you so much. That was an awesome introduction, to be honest. <laughs> Thank you. It's like, I've okay, been practicing. I was like, whoa, what the heck? Second episode and you're introducing me like that? That's that's a great one. Thanks. Thanks, Osama. No worries. Yeah, appreciate to be here. So, yeah, it's good to have you here, buddy. So uh, I just like to say, like Ray, you are the one who inspired me to start my own podcast. Oh, so my, okay. whatever this becomes, it's all your fault. Buddy. Oh my goodness, <laughs> the pressure is on me. Understandable, understandable. Yeah. Okay. So um, let's just uh, introduce you. Like, talk a little bit about yourself, about your podcast. Like, uh, tell us about uh, MBA, man. Like, when did you start? Right. So, um, okay. So it, it's, it used to be called uh, Malay, Malayu Bercakap American. Now it's called Minang Bercakap American. It's, it went, right. it went through yeah, this yeah, yeah. sudden brand change because um, um, I'm, half, I'm half Minang, uh, my mom's side. Right. So right, I thought, okay, yeah. maybe Minang Bercakap American makes sense. And I've, nice. s- I've started this podcast. Well, it didn't start off as a podcast. It started off as like voice notes about things, right? Yeah. It started off yeah. uh, uh, with me making an, a movie review of certain things, and then somehow it became into this whole thing, you know, a, a podcast show of a sort. It started in 2015. Right. 2015. Yeah. Yeah, you're like one of the first uh, Malaysian podcasts that I've ever listened to, like I, uh, <laughs> oh that God. I listened to. Uh, <laughs> you know, I've, I've always loved listening to, I, I mean, I still love listening to podcasts. You are the first Malaysian one. That Thank I you. listen to and subscribe to. So oh. <laughs> uh, everybody out there, if you're interested, you know, check out uh, Minang Bercakap American. How many episodes have you done so far, buddy? Well, so far I've done two seasons and each season has around 10, 10 episodes, 11 episodes per season. Awesome. So now I'm into my third season and uh, I'm, I'm working on my fifth episode right now. So yeah, nice. yeah. Can't, can't wait to uh, listen to that. Oh. I know I've enjoyed a lot of your podcasts. The very thoughtful podcast, very um, personal. Uh, you know, I learned a lot from your podcast. So uh, Thank you. for my um, 15 listeners out there, <laughs> if you want another one to listen to, uh, check out Ray's uh, uh, Minang Bercakap uh, American. You can, you. They can find it uh, on Spotify, on uh, Apple yes. uh, Podcasts and all that. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, thank okay. you. Hey, Usama, you know what? It's 15 today. By next month, it'll be 1,500, okay? Oh, 1,500? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I thought you were talking about your episodes no, too. Like I'm, 1,500 no, episodes? I'm, like, no way. I'm talking about your listeners. 15 listeners today, 1,500 in two months' time. Yes, I mean, Inshallah. one can only hope, Inshallah. right? Yeah, yeah. so, uh, I mean, it's so gratifying to even have one listener. I was hoping, I, was, I mean, I, I won't lie, I was ho- really hoping for... 
at least one uh, one listener so that it's you know it's it, it's a it's a gratifying uh, experience you know to feel like you've connected with somebody uh, and somebody's interested enough to listen to your thoughts right yeah yeah exactly exactly but I'm, I'm so curious like you know what what kind of advice or tips did you receive after you you know launched that that first episode yeah so like yeah. Uh, I I posted uh, my uh, podcast and then I went on the Laoyat forum uh, on the home theater thread and I started a thread uh, announcing that hey guys I'm uh, doing a podcast about home theater I'm not an expert nice. <laughs> nice. I'm learning nice. I'm building so like uh, if you if you are on the same similar journey you want to learn you want to check out what I'm doing and uh, maybe watch out for the mistakes mm, <laughs> you mm, know okay so I mean I didn't say as much but I, I essentially just went to the forums and uh, shared the, the link to my podcast and then yeah, like one of them, one of the forum members like uh, gave comments, asked questions, um, and then uh, some of some friends as well who listened in uh, gave me some advice on the podcast. You know, things that they th- they don't think I should do, things that they think I should talk about. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's a it's a it's an interesting experience. I enjoyed it. Yeah, awesome. And I'm very grateful. Again, very grateful. I'd never thought like I, I seriously. I it, I thought it was gonna be me just talking to the void. Just, <laughs> just talking by myself. Right, right. Uh, but right. even like if there was only one, you know, it would have been a, a, a fantastic uh, thing. Oh man! So um, that's where we're at. Uh, you will be joining me from now on. I think uh, that's the plan. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, inshallah, and, that's uh, the plan. It's, uh, uh, you, and yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I did not know today was Nuzul Quran, by the way. So I was like, wow, how can you have time oh, to right. accommodate this? I, you, uh, yeah. You're not working today, right? I'm, it's a day off. Um, I'm not working. It is. It is a. It is a holiday as well. But I had a few last minute stuff. But you know, that's yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Same here. Yeah, yeah. Both uh, Ray and I are in advertising. Correct. So like, uh, correct. Public holidays and weekends don't mean much. Exactly. It does not <laughs> apply at all. <laughs> Yeah. So in today's episode, uh, we'll be talking about my experience uh, getting a new TV and going from an LED TV to an OLED at considerable expense, let me add, (laughs) and whether it's worth it. Uh, Today, we're going to find out if it's the best buy ever or am I suffering from crazy bias remorse <laughs> uh, well that, okay. that would be interesting and and you know what and you know <laughs> yeah. what because of the new special release from EPF KWSP I think it, it will be a good investment really to be honest right can yeah. you still do that because I, I didn't I didn't apply for this one yeah yeah can you still do it now yeah actually actually okay. <laughs> maybe I should <laughs> so if I, I don't mind saying his name uh, Tengku Zafrul just released a TikTok video yesterday uh, highlighting that all of those who have uh, uh, applied for the special uh, KWSP 10, 10K, it will be released starting today. Yes, starting today. Yes. All right. Yeah, so okay. onwards. Yeah, I'll check it out. I, I don't know if I feel comfortable like uh, <laughs> using my EPF <laughs> for something like this, but True. I'll check it out. I mean, like, yeah, it's a, it's a really expensive TV, but <laughs> it's like the most expensive TV I have ever bought in my life. So okay. let's just leave it at that. Awesome. Uh, but before we talk about that, let's just get into some man cave talk. First, last episode, I touched on a movie that I watched called Everything <clears throat> Everywhere All at Once. Oh my God. Starring Dato Michelle Yeoh. Have you seen that movie, I, buddy? I, I want to see that movie. I, haven't, I, I don't know whether it's going to be released on Netflix, HBO Go, or Disney Plus. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's still at the cinema. Right. And 
a lot of hype have been uh, coming up uh, for this movie. Oh man! Uh, great reviews, <clears throat> right? But yeah. let me let me just say I enjoyed it a lot. Okay. But I think this movie is very specific. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> to uh, uh, to a certain group of people, especially parents. Oh. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that's why I'm so excited to have you today because you're a parent yourself. Yeah, okay. I'm not. I don't have kids. Okay. So I think it will hit different for people with kids. Right. I'll just give our listeners a little uh, description, like uh, what the movie is about. Uh, according to IMDb, it's a film about an aging Chinese immigrant, okay. uh, Dr. Michelle Yeoh. Okay. Uh, she plays this character <clears throat> named Evelyn. Sure. And how she is swept up in this insane adventure. Where she can, where she alone can save the world by exploring other universes. We're going into multiverse territory here. What and a... connect with the lives that she could have led. Wow. Right, so she could connect to different versions of herself in different universes. So it's a really interesting sci-fi story. But you know, it's in, it's interesting. The sci-fi scenar- uh, scenario, mm. the situation is. Uh, interesting, but really, it, it has a lot of heart. This movie, you know. I I gotta ask. I gotta ask. Okay, from mm. from that from the explanation through IMDb, right? Uh, yeah. The multiverse thing. I was actually expect. I was expecting that because of through some of the trailers, right? Now I have to. Yeah. Yeah. Personally, compare compared with uh, Spider Man No Way Home, which is multiverse as well. Yep. Is it the same level of entertainment or... No, no. Uh, okay, the the main difference is yeah. in the Spider-Man multiverse, yeah. there are multiple Spider-Mans, Correct. but they're not the same Spider-Man, right? Correct. So for this one, it's a really interesting um, idea in that every time you're faced with a decision in life yeah. and you make a decision, the universe branches. Like, uh, what if you didn't make that decision and you make a different one? So there's okay. always like a cause and effect to the multi-universes. Like when you make <clears throat> one decision, yeah. you, you continue your life, but there's also another universe being created that, that's different right. if you had made a different decision, right? Right, so okay. So it, it branches out into like an infinite number of universes based on your decisions in life. So it, what's her name again? Evelyn mm. um, marries uh, her love, uh, her lover, right? Uh, Wayman, his name okay. is. You're not giving away so, anything, right? No, no, no. <laughs> okay. So I'm just uh, trying to explain the premise. Sure. So when she decided to marry, an- another universe is created where she doesn't marry right. and she pursues uh, her interest in martial arts and from there becomes a movie star. Oh, nice. Right? So there's nice. like a, an infinite, uh, uh, infinite number of branches and the thing that makes it uh, makes Evelyn special is her mm. ability to tap into the other selves, right? right. The other, the mm. uh, tap into the knowledge and skills of her other self in all the different universes. Okay, right. So okay. she there's like she could tap into one who's like a kung fu master, or one who is a teppanyaki chef, or like you know <laughs> all these crazy characters, and she has this ability, and. Uh, that's what makes her special because, like, there's a there's like an evil force that's going around the universes and destroying the other universes, Ooh. and apparently she can she can defeat that uh, evil force, right? Wow! Uh, but on top of that uh, science fiction premise, <clears throat> it's really a story about a parent and her child, right? A parent and her child, herself and her own parent, mm. and you know how they deal with communication how they deal with the fear of disappointment mm. and the hurt <clears throat> that can be caused when you can't communicate. There's an, a very, uh, uh, I think, pivotal scene mm. uh, where Evelyn 
couldn't communicate to her daughter Joy. I mean, like her daughter's name yeah. is Joy. Yeah. Okay. And um, mm. uh, instead of telling Joy how she feels, mm. Evelyn could just criticize her daughter. You know, instead of telling her how she truly feels, right? Um, you know, she tells Joy, "Hey, you should lose some weight. You know, you you should eat healthier. You're getting fat." You know? oh, <laughs> so, okay. You know, okay. so like that that inability to communicate, you know, causes a lot of hurt to Joy, mm. and you know. And not only that, and she's also burdened with, you know, her identity uh, acceptance. Sure. You know, she doesn't feel like her parents accept her. Yeah. So you know, it you literally see joy turn into despair. You know, like so. Wow. So on top of of <clears throat> this science fiction film, it's very interesting. Um, there's this uh, whole uh, parent child um, uh, dynamics, you know, yeah. relationship. Right. And um, I something that I mean, I obviously, you know, I have my own relationship with my parents, and we don't. Uh, communicate as well, mm. but you know I don't think it's as bad as uh, Evelyn and Joy. I mean, right. but you know, but I don't know. You know, like sometimes your parents would want, because parents want the best for their children, right? Sure. sure. So whenever they feel like uh, their child or their children have come short in a way, mm. you know, they want them to do mm. better, right? Sure. Yeah, but definitely. that all, but that could turn out to be seen, or especially from the child's point of view, seen as criticism. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. so okay. um, you know that I mean criticism from from your parents is a like a could could be a, a hurtful thing, right? If it's not balanced by encouragement and expressions of love, at least that's what I think. But you know, as a parent, like, uh, what are your thoughts on communicating with your children? What are your plans? Like, how do you deal with it? I mean, obviously, your kid's a baby, but mm. I suppose you would have thought about it. We all had parents, you know, like we all wished. I mean, at least I wish that my my uh, relationship with my parents mm. uh, is better, mm. uh, you know, right, uh, right. that we could talk uh, to each other. So, like, what are your thoughts on that? I think I think communication is definitely key in terms of creating that bond with your child, you know. And I and to be honest, when I was uh, when I was uh, when I was a kid, uh, personally, there were two dynamics. Uh, my mom was more of the, the 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 expressive one. I think that's because she was she was a university counselor, so she talks with a lot of students. She you know figures out yeah hopes and fears, and that's why her her communication skills, her connection with all of her five five children, including myself, has been quite enriching. Right. That's nice. Now, now yeah. here now the difference for my dad is that now he is this strong quiet pahang guy you know yeah. he comes from this what do you mean pahang guy like, um, I, do, I don't <laughs> are pahang people like strong I, and quiet I know, I, know. <laughs> I, I always thought that my dad is the epitome uh, or the symbol of strong pahang men right because right because his his dad is uh is, is a is a high school is a, is a teacher so discipline runs deep in his family and right. he and all of his siblings uh are, are mostly dudes so the dad implements the discipline amongst all of them, right? So they're all very quiet, very stoic. But then some of my younger uncles, they're quite laid back, right? So that's why uh, my dad, because of that whole origins story, he doesn't really communicate as much, uh, you know, compared to my mom. Mm, but mm. I can always tell that every action that, that he did I mean, there's there's a reason why, you know. So I was kind of blessed to have my mom 
to really really connect with us to to you know guide us in that sense and my dad as well but yeah. more of an action thing so for me right. for for my son I would I would really want to be more expressive more on my mom's side basically yeah more on saying mm. like you know hey you know it's okay if you make mistakes it's fine to make mistakes uh you know uh and I know some parents uh, around my age probably don't say I love you as much because that's probably like a western thing but mm, but true. but I but I feel like I want to parent I want to be a parent that that I'm comfortable with that I'm that I know best for myself, right? I can take some learnings from my mom and dad, but at the end of the day, it it's it is what works for me. And what am I gonna be uh, giving away to to my child through my communication? And my wife is not really, my wife she's not really uh, um, expressive. I think that's because she comes from this Chinese line of you know they don't really say I love you. Yeah, so I think maybe that's yeah. that's part of the the specificity of the movie. You know, yeah, it's correct. not it's not like it's an American movie. It's yeah. like a uh, made by but it's made by one of the directors. I think mm. uh, as a Chinese person, mm. and I think uh, it's not. I mean, not not to say like all Chinese families are not as expressive, of or course. all Chinese parents are, are expressive. Yeah. But you know, you don't get like uh, terms like uh, helicopter parents or tiger mom exactly. right like it comes from that culture so yeah. I think it's very specific to that culture yes but there are like universal themes like for example when you criticize your kids or yeah. when you tell them what they should do instead of you know supporting what they want to do because yeah. you know you, you want, obviously parents want the best for their kids definitely right? definitely they don't want your their kids to make the wrong decisions of course or, of course but yeah. like what's the right decision right like uh, uh this is another thing that makes the movie interesting mm. is you create a different universe when you make a decision mm. but which one is the right one there's no right one right there's none there's, there's none you, yes. that's the decision you made correct you made and you continue and that's that's life. Yes. There's no way to tell that if you had made a different decision, your life would have been better. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Exactly. So that's an interesting yeah. thing. And yeah. what are your thoughts on like uh, like giving criticism? It's a it's a touchy subject, you know. Like people don't like to receive criticism, but you know sometimes you, I feel like even at on a on a lower level, like mm. a, at work, yeah. you know, you wanna even you see a junior making mistakes yeah. or whatever, you wanna tell them the right way of doing things mm. you know but how do you do that without you know seeming uh too critical of them right you you still want them to like do good mm. you know i think sure. especially with family members or if you have kids of course you know, like it, it, it hits harder right so. yeah yeah um okay i think for me criticism it, it helps me to grow but it depends on how you relate that criticism to that person sometimes they can take it straight up sometimes they can't you have to be indirect, uh, discreet in a way. So like, I mean, from experience, when I receive mm. criticism, you know, regarding my work or my skills, yeah. I'd rather that person be upfront about it. You know, if if my writing sucks, let me know and how can I improve it? I just yeah. want that, you know, simple. Yeah. But when it comes to kids, right? So here's the interesting thing. Uh, with kids, um, I kind of have to shift the way I give critiques. Mm. Like, for example, there was this one time I had to give critique to a bunch of uh, fresh graduates regarding their work. Right. right? Uh, whether their work will fly in the real world, whether their work can, can be uh, monetized, right? So mm -hmm. I had to really watch what I say without 
without sounding condescending, you know, um, right. and, and partly because my target audience at that time is, I mean, they are just fresh graduates. They are bright eyed, ready to conquer the world, but they just need a dose of reality without being condescending. So mm. that's with mm. students, uh, with my niece, right. and uh, she's like only nine nine years old. I would critique her, like let's say, like uh, her reading. You know, she likes to, she likes to mumble a bit when she reads, right? I would just say, like, if you mumble, perhaps there's another way that you can demumble yourself, <laughs> because uh, sometimes right. uh, the the clearer you are, the more the more people will be interested to hear you. Mm. So that is like harping on her desire to be recognized by her peers, by her friends. You know? Yeah. So for my son, well, he's only like 11 months now. Um, <laughs> I mean, when the time comes, I would know how to deal with giving him critique, whether he's a teenager, the young adult. I mean, I'm sure there's a way because there's no one yeah. way that applies to all, you know? Sure. Uh, I think as long as it comes from a place of love, right? Of course. Um, that's why communication is so important. Yeah. You have to have that trust first. You have to build that trust, right? Mm. So then when you criticize, the person being criticized knows that you're coming from a place of love and kindness, Correct. right? You're Correct. not just putting them down. Yeah. So it's, uh, I think I've heard the term criticism sandwich. So the way you do it is, uh, you say something nice first, mm. and then the criticism, and then you end with something nice again. So it's all, ah. you know. So they they realize that he's he wants the best for me, and especially when it comes to family, right? Yes, you yes. wanna above all else to have establish a clear relationship, and that relationship has to be based on love, right? And then whatever criticism that they give. I know yeah. it comes from a place of love Correct. and uh, a good place and not just to put me down or them not accepting me or something like that, right? Yeah, I think, yeah. I think that's uh, a good, a really, really good point when you mentioned about the sandwich criticism, actually. I think not a lot of people have that kind of concept set in their mind. I think they just start off to just by shooting you down, making you feel small. And it's, it's the wrong way to go about. Personally, for me, it's the wrong way to go about. I think that sandwich criticism makes more sense because you want to start nice and then you give that criticism. Yeah, because you, you want yeah. people to understand that exactly. you're, not, you're not here to um, take them down or bring them down. Exactly. You're here exactly. to like help them get better, right? Yeah. Uh, but to bring it back to the, uh, the movie, mm. I think the lack of communication is what really hurt the relationship between Evelyn and Joy. Right. Um, when you don't establish... Yeah. that you love them clearly, that you accept them no, ma no matter what. Yeah, yeah. And all you can say to them are, are criticisms. You know, sure. all you can say to them is, uh, you know, I don't know why. Uh, maybe it's like even the Malay culture, uh, mm. we don't feel comfortable expressing our emotions. Correct, right? correct. So you have to grow up without, uh, without knowing for, for sure, sure that mm. you, are, you are accepted. Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. As you grow up, as you get older, mm. you do realize that, yes, you know, your parents, of course, they accept you no matter sure. what. You know, sure. they love you no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, you have to find that out for yourself. Mm. Mm -hmm. And uh, the sad truth is sometimes people don't, don't find that out, you know, ever, right? Correct, so correct, correct. That's correct. the sad thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. On a lighter note, the man who played Evelyn's husband, yeah. 
uh, is uh, actor Ki Hui Kwan. Okay, I had to look this up. Ki Hui but Kwan. Yeah, he yeah. played short round. No uh, way. In Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom and Data kid? in The Goonies. So I because when when I saw him, I was like, where have I seen this guy before? He seems so my, familiar. My goodness, that and kid it's, from Indiana and, Jones. And I checked on I am one MDB, not one MDB, IMDB. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. It, it's him. So it's like, oh, cool. He's still around, like, uh, and and obviously still acting. My he did a, a fantastic job, by the way, in the film. Really? Wow. So, right. Yeah, because he plays this very uh, complicated character. You'll you'll see it when you when you watch the movie. I can't wait. So. Um, bottom line is, I mean, I I know you're planning to watch the movie. Everybody else out there listening, if you haven't seen the movie, try to catch it uh, at the cinema if you can. I myself watched a very late showing because I didn't want to be in a room full of people. <laughs> you know, I know COVID is yes. coming down. Gotta but, remember that. You know? yeah. But yeah. let me just say this one thing. I picked a, a seat very near to the front so that, you know, I think most people would like uh, seats at the rear of the cinema yeah. so that I don't get anybody around me. Yeah. But then I, I found out everybody was like sitting around me. I said, what is <laughs> everybody doing? The cinema is so big. It's like a 10 o'clock showing. Yeah. You know, I would think people want to like spread out correct, a bit, you know, correct. like, and, but there were like people around me. I was like, ah, oh, guys, you know, like I, I'm trying very uncomfortable. I wonder whether they think that you pick like the best seats. Probably. Yeah, they're like, oh Probably, my God. Like this guy. There, there must be this, a reason why. <laughs> why is he sitting so, exactly. so, uh, yes. you know, uh, yes. so close to the screen? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, pro tip, if you ever go to Tropicana Gardens to watch a movie, Catch it on the Onyx screen, which is the LCD, the Samsung LCD screen. Oh, okay. The Onyx screen, mm. okay? It's a good picture. Don't be afraid to sit in the the in the uh, furthest row, like the closest to the screen, because there's a huge gap, and it's almost like, you know, the best seat in the house, I feel, because, like, there's nobody in front of you. You get a good a view of the screen. Mm. It's not too mm-hmm. close. You're not looking up. Uh, if you if you ever go to Tropic- Tropicana Gardens and you catch something on the Onyx screen, don't be afraid to sit at the furthest, uh, uh, the seat closest to the screen. It's a it's a lovely uh, it's a lovely experience. That is a good tip. <laughs> Very good tip. So uh, it's because I live near there, so <laughs> I've been going there a lot. Right. So um, that's uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. It's a good movie. Uh, go watch it if you can. Awesome. Right. Love it. So um, next, um, Ray, I know you've yeah. been thinking of upgrading your PC. Yes. Yeah, right? Correct. So unfortunately, I won't be upgrading nor buying anything <laughs> for the foreseeable future <laughs> Okay. For <laughs> due to my TV. The TV. Yes, <laughs> yes. But uh, AMD, uh, I think we both have AMD CPUs, right? Yes. Yes, we do. Okay, yes. so this is kind of a swan song for the current uh, AM2 chip. Mm. So before, because they're going to introduce a new um, family of chips later in the year. Right. What they've done is release a new version of the Ryzen 7 5800X. Uh, mm-hmm. They're going to come up with a new version of it called the uh, Ryzen 7 5800X 3D. Right. And the reason it's called that is they've added another 64 megabytes of cache on top of the existing 32 megabyte. Uh, the chip is still going to be 8 cores with 16 threads, 
but it, it will be running at a lower uh, clock speed, which means it's a bit more efficient. Now it's going to run certain games a lot faster. So Intel just released a new chip as well a few weeks back. Oh, it's the okay. 12th generation i9-12900KS, which is like their top of the line. That sounds right? powerful. Very powerful, <laughs> very expensive, right? <laughs> okay. And for the new Ryzen 7 5800X3D yeah. will be half the price, but for some games, because of the additional cache, will run faster, will have a higher average frames per second than the 12900KS. So if you're building a purely gaming rig yeah. and you don't do a lot of like uh, production work or graphics work, you can just get this chip, which is going to be about 2,000 ringgit. Sure. You know? Sure. But for a gaming rig, you could get higher FPS than the uh, Intel 12900KS. So if you're just building a gaming rig, um, have a look at the uh, new uh, Ryzen 7 5800X3D. It's going to come out, I think uh, it's going to be launched tomorrow or the day after. Mm. I don't know when it will be available in Malaysia. Right. But mm. it's, uh, if you're building a gaming rig, it's something to consider. Right, right. So um, that's interesting to me. I mean, I had I not purchased a new TV, I would have you know seriously considered this to upgrade simply just for the uh, higher frames per second you know uh, for games like Red Dead Redemption 2 Cyberpunk 2077 you would be scoring like really high frame rates mm. and really with this CPU the you're only limited to uh, your GPU you know what chipset are you currently using uh, I'm on AMD I have the uh, 3700X Right. It's a couple of generations older than the new one. Right. But if this is for people who are upgrading, if you are planning to build new, I would suggest waiting for the new uh, Ryzen chips because it's going to come with the new socket or go with the uh, Intel uh, 12th gen because that's that just came out this year. So your upgrade path will be longer. I was hoping you buy the new AMD Ryzen chipset so I can buy yours for cheap. <laughs> no, well, I mean, I would love to, you know, uh, but uh, money is a bit more tight nowadays. <laughs> KWSP, we draw it, we draw it. It's your money. I don't know. It's your money. Uh, I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. So, I mean, that's interesting. I mean, like, uh, for a, it's a gaming, it's really is a gaming, ga to me, anyways, it's a gaming centric CPU. Of course. Uh, uh, by AMD, it's a swan song chip, right? Uh, they're coming up with a new architecture later. So, uh, if anybody out there thinking about upgrading, uh, one last hurrah, for example, uh, this could be uh, an option. Don't quote me on that. Again, hmm? I'm not an expert. <laughs> I might do, get guess, it totally wrong. Do your research. Uh, do your research. <laughs> okay, do your research. Yeah. But if you are upgrading. Um, this is something that you can look uh, uh, look into, the Ryzen 7 5800X 3D. Uh, one last thing before uh, we uh, go into our main topic for the day is uh, Thor Love and Thunder. The oh, new teaser trailer has dropped. God. It dropped this morning. If you are a fan like me of uh, Thor Ragnarok, Taika Waititi is still directing. The uh, yes. tra teaser trailer yes. is super hilarious. The it's, teaser trailer is looks fantastic. It's crazy I funny. can't wait for the movie. <laughs> and get ready to check out uh, Jane Foster as the new 
Lady Thor. Yo, I saw right? the biceps and like what? That's she right. Like biceps. welcome to the gun show, oh, right? <laughs> Look at those oh, guns. Oh my goodness me! Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. So like uh, uh, for people who like uh, Thor uh, Ragnarok, uh, check out the new trailer. Yeah. Uh, Thor. Love and Thunder yeah, I, uh, just dropped today. Yeah. I agree. With, I agree with you. It has that Taika Waititi signature to it. Exactly. It's crazy. Exactly. Yeah. That uh, that uh, unique brand of humor. <laughs> yes. <right>? Yes. <laughs> so again, uh, comes with a rockin', uh, slapping uh, soundtrack. Uh, soundtrack. It's crazy. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> so yeah. check it out. Uh, it's a, It's. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. Oh man. So. Yeah, awesome. I don't know if I want to get on the Marvel train again. I I was like happy to get off it after Endgame, but you know, looks like uh, <laughs> looks like I'm being dragged onto it again. You know, trust Marvel to do their job, getting you sucked into it again. Yeah, man. <laughs> right. So that's uh, that's the man cave talk for today. Uh, now let's get to our uh, main topic of the day. Yes. My new OLED TV. Oh, can't wait for this. Right? <laughs> let's see. So uh, the reason I got the TV is I wanted to upgrade to a bigger TV. I have a 55-incher. Uh, it, was, it was like a two-year-old TV, X90H. Um, it's a good TV. I enjoyed it a lot, but I wanted something bigger. But then I also wanted to try out OLED. So... You know, I the price. Let me tell you, dude. The price I paid for this OLED, oh I God. could have ended up with like a seventy-five-inch LCD TV. You know, seventy-five, no eighty-five-inch even. No yes, way. Okay. No joke. I got a sixty-five-inch OLED, slightly bigger than my current TV, and um, it is. I mean, no joke. Is it is this is going to be my TV for the next five to seven years? Oh wow! I'm not. I don't think I will be getting a new TV <laughs> anytime soon. <laughs> okay. The good news is, I think. It's a beautiful TV, right? Okay. Uh, the difference, basically the difference between, do you know the difference between an LCD or LED TV and OLED? Uh, pretty average, my knowledge on that. Yeah, yeah. basically it's yeah. the panel, right? Yeah. It's the panel technology, yeah. right? Uh, an OLED TV is a self-emissive panel. So it doesn't need a backlight to produce a picture. So what it allows it to do is every pixel can shut itself off and theoretically give you perfect blacks, right? Because right. the LED backlights for an LED or LCD TV can't turn itself completely off, right? Mm. So your blacks won't be as black, won't be as deep, mm -hmm. right? Why worry about blacks or whatever? Because of contrast ratio. The higher the contrast ratio, the better the picture. The higher the difference between the uh, the brightest whites and the darkest black, mm -hmm. the more details you can see in the shadows and in the highlights. Right, okay. Right? So like my previous LED TV, it has a contrast ratio of around 5,000 to 1. Mm -hmm. it's, an, it's an LED TV. Yeah. But this OLED that I just got, which is, uh, if you're curious, the model is the Sony A90J, Sony which, A90. by the way, is like won a bunch of like best TVs of 2021. Uh -huh. You know, I waited for it to like drop in price so I can, I can afford the damn thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So still, you yes. know. Yes, okay. Uh, with every other TV getting a discount this time. Because new TVs are going to start being launched or being introduced soon. So a lot of uh, retailers want to get rid of the old stock, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So anyways, OLED, because of the ability to switch off individual pixels, mm. 
can get almost perfect black. So its contrast ratio is almost infinite. Wow. Right? Okay, no number at all. So, okay. so what happens is you, you supposedly you'll be able to see more details sure. uh, in the picture. Yeah. So, but the one thing about OLED is it's n- it won't get as bright as LED TVs. You know, the brightness levels hmm. uh, are not as high. Okay. So if you're watching standard dynamic range videos, uh-huh. right? Because you've heard of HDR, right? Yes. 4K HDR. Yes. Okay. Uh, for SDR, standard dynamic range, you don't need to go very high. But for HDR, for high dynamic range, can go really bright. But it's not just for brightness sake. You can see more details in the highlight. Uh, so essentially, that's what I was really uh, curious about. I wanted to see uh, what a picture will look like if the panel has an infinite uh, contrast ratio. Mm-hmm. Um, so do, did I notice a difference? Yes and no. <laughs> okay. So okay. the problem is uh, SDR and HDR. Okay. Most of the things I watch are in SDR. Like most of the shows on Netflix, on, uh, on YouTube, 80%, 70% to 80% of the things that I watch is in SDR, not in HDR. So really, there isn't much difference between the LED and the OLED. Okay. 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 Other than maybe a little bit more um, saturated colors, you know, because the OLED has uh, a higher color space, a wider gamut of colors. Mm-hmm. It can show more colors, basically, right? Okay. So, like, certain colors are less saturated on the LED. So, like, sometimes you see, like, darker reds, richer reds, richer green, richer blues on the OLED, okay. right? Okay. Okay. So, for that, sometimes you notice it, right? But for everything else... Because a lot of the content that I watch are in SDR, I don't really see the difference. Maybe it's my eyes. I'm not an expert, you know, like I don't know what to look for. Mm-hmm. But like as I'm watching shows, yeah. they don't look that much different. Right. Okay. Until I put on HDR content. Now I have uh, Disney Plus and I have 4K uh, Blu-ray player. Mm. So I watched a few movies in HDR and... My goodness. Uh, <laughs> you can see it. My goodness. The picture is insanely good, buddy. You know, like when you watch uh, TV reviews or read TV reviews, yeah. sometimes people will describe uh, the picture from the TV as uh, it pops, right? Yeah. And I never really understood what they meant yeah. until now. right? When I watch HDR content, yeah. it looks so good. It almost looks 3D. It almost looks like interesting. Sometimes because, like, especially in the darker scenes, like if it's a pure black background, it almost jumps out of the screen. Now that's that's one thing that I see the difference. Uh, HDR content, and if you watch high quality HDR content, sure, like from a 4K Blu-ray, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. So in a sense, can I see the difference? Most of the time, I can't <laughs> because I'm watching YouTube and I'm watching whatever show on Netflix. Right, right. But when I put on the HDR, that's when um, you see the difference, right? Yeah. Especially good quality HDR. Yeah. Which brings us back to do I think it was worth it? Yes. Is right? it? For me, I think it is because I do still buy 4K Blu-rays. I do watch... Uh, a lot of HDR content on Disney Plus, mm. all the Disney Plus shows. Like uh, right now, I'm watching Moon Knight. <laughs> um, awesome. Moon Knight is shown in HDR. 
and uh, all the HDR 4K Blu-rays. Mm. I watched Alida Battle Angel recently, and the picture is super. Uh, I watched Avengers Endgame in HDR. Fantastic picture. But is it night and day? No. Is it noticeable? Hell yes. Especially in HDR. Mm. So if you're thinking of getting an OLED, if you're curious and uh, you have a good TV already, look back at what you're watching, right? If you're watching SDR content, it's pretty much the same. For me, it's the same. Sure. The only difference is when you watch HDR. I see. Again, you know, I haven't like played around with the settings. Um, You know, I just got it uh, four days ago. Mm Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, I haven't seen as much content as I want, but immediately the only time I see a difference, a real difference, is when I'm watching HDR. Like the first time I put on an HDR video, like even I I just put on some YouTube HDR content, right? It totally surprised me. Like I was like, oh, you know, like that's what I've been missing. (laughs) You know, the the blacks are super deep. The YouTube... Uh, interface. I was surprised to re- to find out that it's really a lot darker than it was. It pops <laughs> on my previous TV. The mm-hmm. background, like when you're watching YouTube on 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 a TV, yeah. if it has the YouTube app, the background. I've always thought it was like a grayish color. Mm-hmm. It's actually darker than that. So that was like, uh, oh, that's a surprise, you know. And then um, I put on some HDR content, and like it totally um, surprised me, you know. Uh, I'm very happy with uh, with the purchase. I wish it could have been a lot cheaper, but I think I'm going to get a lot of enjoyment out of this TV, especially because I do watch a lot of HDR content. So uh, that's where I'm at. You know, I, maybe it's still the honeymoon period. Like I've only had it for four days, uh, but I could tell the difference immediately when I watch HDR content. Right. Yeah. So if you're thinking of upgrading to OLED, it's, it is it is an expensive panel. It is a, an expensive technology. I mean, I'm a gamer. So, you know, it'll be great to see how my PS5 is on an OLED TV. Yeah, you're lucky because you managed to get a PS5. <laughs> I don't have a PS5 and I'm just playing on my PS4. I will I will keep a, an eye out for uh, between playing on the LED yeah. and the OLED, yeah. right? Yeah. One thing that I didn't... Okay, this is funny. Okay, so we even within HDR, there's like a few standards, right? Mm-hmm. So you've heard of HDR10, which every TV has, and then there's like Dolby Vision, yeah, uh, yeah. and then there's uh, HDR10 Plus, you know. So there's a few standards, right? Okay, interesting. I yeah. didn't change any of my settings from uh, before for my uh, other uh, uh, components. Mm. So I didn't change any settings. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I connected them to my TV, I assumed I was watching Dolby Vision. Mm, But it turned out I wasn't. I was just watching normal HDR10. Mm -hmm. And even then, the picture is superb. So Dolby Vision is supposed to be better. Mm -hmm. And I was surprised that I didn't even have it on, you know. So then what I did was I switched it on. I turned on Dolby Vision and then watched the movie in Dolby Vision. It's the same movie. I watched Avengers Endgame twice. Sure, sure. And I couldn't, I couldn't really tell the difference, you know, between the normal HDR10 and Dolby Vision. So I've only done it once. I've only compared it once. So I think that's what I'll do. Uh, try to s- see if I can tell the difference between HDR10 and Dolby Vision. 
and I, and uh, we can talk about it next week. <laughs> be interesting to find that. Be interesting to right? find that. Yeah. So tune in next week, and uh, we'll see if I can tell the difference between Dolby Vision and HDR10. But as far as the the new OLED is concerned, I'm very happy with it. Uh, for my use case scenario, it's totally worth it. But if you don't watch any HDR content at all, or like very minimal, uh, then stick with a good LCD or LED TV. You should be fine. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything you're uh, curious about or you want to ask about my uh, my uh, OLED TV? Uh, dude, I'm actually <laughs> I'm actually curious about OLED TVs now because you know I've been thinking about upgrading. Well, it's it's either it's either I'm, I'm going to get a projector or mm, can mm. get this OLED TV to match it with my PS5 so I can see yeah. Cyberpunk 2077 in its glory. Yeah, uh, yep. but yeah, but that's definitely got me thinking. It's just that I was looking at the prices. I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, man. Okay, it's lu- ludicrous. I, I mean, you know, this is this is <laughs> the first time. Seriously, I I didn't think I would ever buy a TV this expensive. Yeah. Seriously, I, I definitely understand why you had to pass the uh, AMD Ryzen CPU then the new chipset. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> yeah. I got it. I got it. Yeah. 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 So okay, uh, I think. Uh, that should wrap it up for this uh, episode. Awesome. Uh, next week, uh, we maybe we'll talk a little bit more about whether HDR10 and Dolby Vision, whether there's a huge difference between the two standards. Um, Ray, thanks a lot for hey. um, joining me Thank on my podcast. Thank you man. for inviting me. And yes, inshallah, I'll be part of this podcast for more to come. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, I'd just like to say if other people who want to get in touch... I uh, want to share an opinion, make a suggestion or comment on this episode or the podcast. You can go to uh, uh, lawyat.net and uh, find me in the um, home entertainment section. Or you can just shoot me an email at malaysianmancave uh, at gmail.com. That's uh, malaysianmancave, one word, no space, at gmail.com. Um, thanks again for joining me. Hey, Ray, thank you for uh, joining me thank and being you, the dude. co-host for today. Thank you, dude. Thank you, really. And everyone, yes, you really, if you want to you know, keep in touch with him, please do and share your opinions. Osama is the most kindest person I've ever met. And yeah, I'm vouching that. I'm vouching that right now. <laughs> I quote. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm okay, at the moment the brokest person you've ever met. I <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks, everybody. Until next episode, don't be a stranger now. Ciao.